Mike check one two one two. Mike check one two one two. Just want to say thank you to everybody who's been sharing the pod. Please continue to do so. Share on social media. Send to a friend so we don't gotta be like these bitch ass niggas with they fucking dry ass pods. Gotta pay fucking Matt Barnes four hundred dollars on fucking cameo just to try to get some views. We got the people, nigga. I appreciate y'all. Let's go. This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Barons, enjoying Centauri Toki Whiskey. Co-host Matt Duckett checking in, also sipping on some Centauri Whiskey. Having a good time, getting ready to talk some shit. <laughs> Today, we are going to unpack starting from scratch. So, this is a thing that happens in life, and we're going to do heavy talk, we're going to do light talk, and this thing that happens in, li- in life as young men, especially young black men, where... We- you know, you, you take these L's and you can be like, you know what? Got to double back. Yeah, it's uh, it helps to hear other people's stories, you know. Their ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys, gutters and strikes. You know, it just gives you a little bit of a game plan moving forward. We figured we'd share a little bit about our own stuff, you know. Oh, and Matt's going to take us into the gutter, believe me. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. Get ready. Scumbag Studios, baby. Oh, yeah, so Matt... Uh... Mm-hmm. You said something that kind of stayed with me. You said New York makes you want to be single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, I mean, it's been it's been a few years since I've uh, been in the city, but yeah, last you're time, about to go back. I'm about to go back, and you know, uh, don't don't think that that's going to happen again. <laughs> but yeah, certainly when I was there in 2019. That's kind of when I realized with like the relationship. I don't I was, think that that's gonna happen. I'm not insinuating. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know. The I only know. time I felt real sexuality ever come from you is when I've seen you with your current girlfriend. <laughs> Every other time, I'm like, I'm like, I think Matt might be asexual. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know, I, I, I think that's, I think that's a fair point to make. Yeah, definitely, uh, de- definitely, definitely, certainly wasn't as like I guess like physical or like uh, you know emotive uh, with previous partners. Um, but yeah, then, I, I like. I picture you like getting your dick hard, like filling out a final four bracket before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna come through, dude. When my thirteen versus four hits, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm better than sex. Um, fly me to the moon. No, but, but no, I can yeah, tell yeah, you're in love, so I don't see that yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but New York has that. En- it just has that energy that's so different than being out here or anywhere else. You know, um, it. Yeah, you want to be with the people. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it, it has that fucking, uh, yeah, there's just something so fast and chaotic about that city that, like, makes you, like, it makes the stability of, like, a loving relationship seem weird. Like, why would you do that when yeah. you can be in this frazzle? So, do you think, because, uh, like, I broke up out there, and mm-hmm. I have people say to me, like, yeah, dude, you come to New York in a relationship, you're going to break up. Yeah. Do you think, like... It was in the back of whoever's head, like, this is going to be a good place to break up with this nigga. Like, do you think, like, subconsciously? I don't know. And not even say me, but I'm just saying, like, even those other people. Like, do you think that's a... I think people come into the city with, like, an expectation that their whole life is going to change. And then it doesn't necessarily. And then so maybe they, like, force it to by breaking up with somebody. Yeah, I think it's, it's partially that. 
And yeah, I think if you want a change as drastic as moving across the country, there's things in your personal life that are just like inherently weird or like not going in the right direction or needs to change. And you think that the problems are going to be resolved by moving physically. uh, And then you get to New York and they don't. Um, And then you kind of, yeah, you get swept away by the tide of it all. Um, so I, I don't know if it was so much, oh, I'm going to move here, pick up with this person. It's like, my life needs to change. And then you go do something grand like that. And yeah, it's, you might be disappointed by what you find out when, when, when you know, the city doesn't sweep you off its feet. I guess you kind of have to dive in and people see breaking up as uh, diving in. Well, for you, it's like, I, it probably, like, from what I gather, is also boost because your relationship was kind of on the way out anyways when you went to New York, and then it was kind of like the epiphany. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Is, yeah, it was, it, it was like a booster. Like, this is what I need to do. And for other people, yeah. that could be, like, and I saw I got to follow my dreams when I yeah. came back and I come back to home. Um, with being, with being in that environment, do you see you can get like a new boost though this go around? Like a, something like, oh yeah, being in this environment, you realize I need blank. Because obviously it's not going to be, you know, single. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited to go back. I don't really have other any major expectations. I'm also, um, I'm there for a little bit longer. I was only there, I think, for two days. Maybe, yeah, I was only there for for for... I guess two. I was there for two nights. Hello. Um, we got the horns. It's just like New York. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We got. It was. The, oh, your apartment doesn't have any brick. Um, the one across the street does though. Um, but where Matt uh, used to live. Yeah. Old domicile. But uh, I, I don't know if I'm looking for anything. I think I was when I went in 2019. Um, and I think that was because uh, I was I was really close to moving to New York. Uh, oh, really? After that trip, yeah, I really wanted to. I really wanted to move there. Um, I kind of had it when um, when I first, and then eventually I was there in October 2019. Broke up with my girlfriend at the time in um, January of 2020, and like for like a week was like, yeah, I think I'm going to move out there. And then, like, just by the company that I was working for, um, I just kind of had inside line on what COVID was going to look like. And I was like, do I really want to be pinned up in New York City for, like, a month or two? Because that's, like, was worst case scenario at the time. Yeah. Right? Everyone was like, well, if it's really bad, it'll be, like, two months. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I'll stay here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can... Uh, yeah, you, people people go to a place like New York to find something. I feel like, uh, be it their dreams, be it inspiration, or a reason to break up with your girlfriend. <laughs> and so, if you look hard enough, you'll find it. So we're going in. So we're going in and all that. Um, New York, looking for something new, starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. You and I. Well, well I mean, you you've been in. Uh, relationship longer but both of you and i the one thing that we have in common is we got out of relationships and then we became bachelors right and had our own spot yeah we have relationships with people we were living with for a period of time yeah and then had to yeah go back to the bachelor pad 
do you? I had to go back to my mom's house for a minute, but yeah, then, then the bachelor pad. Uh, do do you like have? Because I have living with a bitch PTSD now. Like I don't, I can't like really envision a reality in which I'm like, yeah, I want to run this back anytime soon, mm-hmm. and like live like with a girl. Do you, do you have that? Does, sure. has, has your girl like try to move in with you? Have, have you yeah. We're not at we're not at that point. How um, long have you guys been together? A little over two years now. We've t- I mean, like we've had like the discussion of like, yes, we are not ready for that right now. Really? Um, yeah. Um, we also just kind of we also like the apartments that we're living in. Like, I don't want to fucking lose my apartment. Just like, I don't want to lose mine. So, yeah, it makes sense. Um, so yeah, no, there's definitely. I, I think there's definitely uh, domesticated life PTSD there because you know. Uh, no matter how much you love somebody or like being around them, being around them all the fucking time is going to, you know, to a certain point, it's going to drive you nuts if you're not taking the time to be away from them enough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just certain things where it's like, well, I gotta be here by this time or like this day I have, like, I, I can't go do this thing that I really want to do because it's already, you know, predetermined movie night or like whatever it is, you know? Um, so yeah, there's definitely things in there, but you got to realize that, you know, down the line, you'll get over those things and work through them. And, you know, the person, the person that you're hypothetically moving in with in the future, isn't the same person that you moved in with. Oh no, no, no. Um, and so it's like, yeah, well, this person's not going to do those things that piss me off. And now you know what pisses you off more importantly. I think that's a huge part of it. I feel like everybody needs to move in with somebody that they're going to break up with. Um, so Why? Can, so, Why? So you can figure out what it is that, like, in a living situation that you can't stand. And what about it you really appreciate. And you can vocalize those things with your future, uh, with your future partners. Okay, for me, it's like, all right, I'm glad you said that. For me, it's like, I realize I cannot be with somebody where it's like, attention like i can't like with it because i realized like i I was like one day i was like and this is like months after the breakup and i had like a good stretch where i wrote like a new like seven minutes of material Mm. that's like in the a rotation yeah and i was like what the fuck is happening to me how come i like and i and like i wasn't like really and part of it i wasn't writing like it's a pandemic and but my writing is i'm a nightlife comic a lot of what i talk about is what happens between hours of like 9 p.m. and 4 a.m. Yeah. But I was like, I wasn't like like coming up with a lot of material and then all of a sudden I am and it's like, oh yeah, that's because it's like, hey, can I read you this thing? Hey, can I show you this video? Hey, uh, rub my scalp. Hey, rub my feet. And it's like it's like this little fucking, it's like Will's dog. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, 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 I'm here. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I can't, that's the thing. I'm like, I really need like, I need Lyle time. I need artist Lyle time. Yeah, you you have the you have the. I mean, I think we all do. We have the produce thing where we want to. We don't want to be. Uh, what is it? We don't want to be alone, but we want to be. We don't want to be alone, but we want to be by ourselves. Yeah, something. It's one of those or, or the inverse of it, um, where it's like, yeah, yeah, you definitely need. It's nice to know there's someone around, but you can't be around each other that entire time. Yeah, people need people need space, and it's hard, especially in this economy uh, where <laughs> you know people are living. You know, your living situations are pretty small. Um, you know, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want to move in with a future partner. I, I, I don't know why I say that. I'm 
pretty locked into the whole uh, Grace thing right now, and happy to be so. Um, but like when we move you in entertainment mode, you good. Yeah, yeah, when we move in together, um, you know, I wouldn't want to live in a one bedroom apartment. I want to live in a two bedroom. It's like okay, yeah. there's an escape room for both of us. Yeah, you know, because uh, I can be overbearing at times too. You know, you said that attention thing. Yeah, sometimes you're like, hey, this thing and the comedy and blah blah blah. blah it's just like a, you know. People are just like, I just fucking got done with my day job. I don't need to hear this whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 What about, all right, so this is like, because th- this is this is like when we get dark and we get real fun. This is this can go either way. When you're out the relationship, or with moving, with living together, and then you finally in your own spot, just you. Mm-hmm. It. How did you, because like for me, it was like at first, like I was like, oh, it's going to be bitches. And I'm like, we ain't ready for that, being brother. We ain't ready for all the bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it was probably the darkest moment was I let out like a huge sneeze. And I was like, nobody's here to say bless you. <laughs> That's funny. I had a little bit of relief with that because I had a dog. Okay. Um, so I had my dog knocking around my little shitty studio apartment with me. who was like, this is you know, who would look at me like, this is fucked up, dude. <laughs> he had to look at like, listen, I've lived a lot of places. This is certainly the smallest. Um, it's like, all right, you bougie-ass dog, I get it. Um, you was like, your dog was Jaden Smith, and you was Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> your dog was looking at your new place like the Bart Station. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, damn, dude, can you get the hotel room for another night? Um, or sell some medical equipment. But... Um, <laughs> So that helps. The dog definitely helped. But yeah, oh yeah. I mean, there's moments where you're like, oh yeah, you know, you're making food and it's like, oh yeah, I've made things for two people. As And that's not the situation. That's what I'm, I've been struggling with. I'm finally like learning how to curve it. Yeah. But it's like the making things for two people. I'm like, oh baby, you're going to love this curry. Oh yeah. wait, it's just me. We yeah. still going to love it. And then I'm like, damn, I got to eat. I got to stretch this out like Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely struggles with that. Um, I mean, def- uh, when I so my my situation was unique in that I broke up with the person I was dating, and then we lived had to live together for two weeks while we found new places, and so that was a living hell because um, I was sleeping on a shitty futon, um, you know, uh, in the living room having to interact with you know somebody that i had just broken up with so you can imagine how that would go um, yeah on a, on a daily basis or whatever um so yeah when i when i so i moved yeah so then after two weeks i moved out and then i think yeah that next weekend i started going out again um like right out the gate like you went out i mean which is what you should do that's what i do yeah yeah, yeah no i i I was doing I, it when we were together. Yeah, I had sex, I'm going to say probably like five days after I moved out with a different person. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, I was... Yeah, I, I went Was to, it at your unfurnished apartment? Or I had a... Listen. I don't, I don't mean that like a this way. <laughs> I don't mean that in a flex. Like, when I say unfurnished, I mean like you didn't yeah. have any like a shelves and shit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. like... I had a, I have I have my bed I had my I had my bed I had the 
Okay, it's furnished. It's furnished because he was like 24 years yeah, old. But so I, it's furnished. Yeah, 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 exactly. That had a frame. It wasn't on the ground. Okay, yeah, yeah. basically, what I was asking, <laughs> were, you, were you living like a 19 year old yeah, like, no, no. when you had sex? I, I, had it, I had it as a functioning a functioning man in his early 20s. Um, okay, I didn't I didn't have my desk yet though. So yeah, the the, the Xbox was was on the ground, um, but uh, yeah, no, I I. I, I I dived into that pretty hard, and then the pandemic slowed that down, obviously. But also, I think a little bit of myself was like, yeah, maybe you should work on yourself a little bit before you just, like, dive in. Um, and, and one girl actually, like, really curved me on it, and, like, good thing that she did. What do you she, mean curved curve you have? Because I was like, hey, are we – like, this was, like, again, like, maybe, like, March. And I was like, hey, so, like, are we, like, doing a thing? And she's like, No. We're fucking, you just broke up with somebody, you idiot. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's smart. It's smart for you to not want to commit to anything with me because I'm still clearly somewhat, even though it was... Oh, you told her you just broke up. I mean, you don't have to get pussy by just being like, yeah, I just broke up. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't what happened. No, but, I'm just saying yeah, it works yeah. though. Like, yeah, yeah, but she, she knew the situation and it was like, listen, pump the brakes there, kid. And yeah, smart, smart of her. To do that for for my sake and her sake, I guess. Um, Did you just want some companionship? You were like, yeah, yeah, that's what it. You know, because it's like all my friends are in fucking the Bay Area and shit out or were at the time. Um, you know, I wasn't confiding in anybody down here necessarily. Um, so I think, yeah, that's probably what I was looking for at the end of the day. But you know, took the I took the proper amount of time to be like, all right, what about myself needs fixing and all that shit, and got to the way and was ready to date when things opened up a little bit. You know, uh, one thing led to another, and now we're here. I want, I want, I want to stay, stay in like, like, like when you in the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally. Just, like, just got, uh, yeah, my skill. Just we, got we, done with the bitch. We That's called, what I want to we, we, we called it Matthew's Scumbag Studio. Who's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we? Me and like, uh, uh, like Jason and like a couple other people. Like that was like the vernacular. My buddy Calvin helped me move in. We called it the Scumbag Studio because it was like, yeah, basically just roll in your own filth for a little bit. The fucking broken mulatto man. You know what? <laughs> you know what would be great is if the girls were on too. Like, oh yeah, let me go to the studio. <laughs> yeah, get like my back known, blown out. Yeah, exactly. It's this known commodity. It's like, yeah, this is where Matt fucking lays it down like a fucking goon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I lay it down like a coon in here. Yeah, right, no, my dad um, visited me around that time too, and he saw the apartment. He's like, yeah, this will be good for you. <laughs> I, all right, so tell me if you felt this is when you get that um when you get that first uh not not when you like christen the place with the first chick, mm-hmm. but when you get that oh you live by yourself look. It's like so uh do you have roommates? No, I live by myself. What? And then like their eyes kinda light up like, oh, so I can scream, I, I can walk around naked, I can mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's less impressive when it's a studio apartment in the way that like my studio was because it was like so small. I was like, yeah, I live by my like. No, I'm not talking about when they see it. I'm just talking about when you tell them, like when you're like, no, yeah, it's it's just no. I downplayed it because I didn't want that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I didn't want them to be like, oh, you live by yourself and then show up to my fucking cubicle. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay, Uh, it's funny you say that because it was like, all right, so I had um. I had Will and Devonji over here, and mm-hmm. we ended up recording a podcast, which I don't even know if I should put out. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. 
<laughs> but um, basically, Devontae out of pocket ass was just like, dude, how do you not have bitches in here right now? You should. If it was me, I have. I'd be having all the bitches in here. And then Will was like, I mean, that is a legitimate question. <laughs> Very statesmanly. Yeah, yeah, and they would, and they would just basically like, "Yo, why don't you have that?" Like, yeah, you should just be like, "I have a place you can yeah. bring." And look, this sounds like like I realize the but conversation, this is de- but this is definitely like a, I have a place place. There's art on the walls, you know. There's central AC. Like, yeah, this is like this is a place. You know what I mean? Where I was living across the street, <laughs> it was like a hole that. That's why it was a scumbag studio because it was like a really shitty apartment uh, with like. I didn't get air conditioning until like late May, so I was just like, I was oh, putting, fans! I was putting, I was putting shirts in my freezer. I had a mini <laughs> fridge. What? You put shirts in the freezer? <laughs> yeah, to stay cool at night. I would wake up and this pouring sweat at like two in the morning, and then I just go put on a nice cold t-shirt, a freezer shirt, <laughs> and a freezer shirt. That's like some new level of poverty. I never. <laughs> I've never heard of. I was loving like the fucking kids in the in the wire. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. All right, give me one of them exhales out the freezer, yo. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I was doing. Yeah, I had, a, and it was a mini fridge too. I don't. Yeah. Cause oh I, yeah, so you can only fit so many shirts in there. Yeah. <laughs> so you a tall guy? Like yeah. you, you like what a two XL or something like that? I wear like I wear a large. Because um, oh. I'm, I'm fucking narrow. Um, That's true. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I was in a shitty place. So I'd be like, I would be like, yeah, I live alone. It's nothing to. Uh, I'm like, it's a studio. It's nothing. Like I, I played down the expectation of it. This, if I was living here, I would be like, yeah, I got my own place. This feels like an adult apartment. You know what I mean? I'm 31. Um, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I when I moved into my current place, it's like, oh yeah, this is an adult apartment. Like, I live in a one-bedroom, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, I have my own place, actually. Um, but, you know, my girlfriend who helped me move in, and her and her friend moved, like, 80% of my stuff, uh, are not going to wow. be impressed when they're the ones who set it up. <laughs> it's like, this dumb man isn't going to know how to take advantage of the space. Um, I, I remember, all right, so I had two moments. Yeah. Because it's like, because, like, the dark side of when you live with some. A significant other for a long period of time and then it's like oh it's over and then you move into your you move into your own spot is mm-hmm. the dark side of it is you think about like when you're there by yourself it's like okay you may not want to get back together mm-hmm. but you think about all the good times that like made it a home you think about sure. like uh because i would think about like because i had a thing where like i could not listen to jazz for the longest because the, the ritual of like, especially getting through the pandemic is what it'd be is like, I'd be cooking, I'd be cooking something mm-hmm. and it'd be some 90s R&B playing, have a good meal, have some wine, smoke some weed, watch something. And then right before bed, we listen to jazz and then we, we throw on the PBS app. Mm-hmm. By the way, let me know if you need a password, Matt, because I do need your ESPN Plus. Oh, yeah. No, I'll hook <laughs> it up. I'll hook it up. Yeah. So... So you do that, and then, and then listen to some Miles Davis, and then that's the night, and then it's just like, man, this doesn't feel. And I, the more meals you make, and the more you bring in things of your own personality and the stuff that you brought in that made yeah. it like a home with your ex. Like so, for me, it's scented candles. Mm-hmm. It's the right kind of music. It's really setting a mood, you know. Totally. And then I'm like, yeah, now it's a home. 
And then I had a point where it's like when, when I fucked the first girl here and then like she left and then I was just looking at just looking at the bed and I'm just like, now it's a home. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, no, you got a... Yeah, there's a church and state separation that takes place between your personality and theirs. And then, yeah, things slowly start to bleed into each other. And then, yeah, then you're just like, I can't listen to this fucking song without thinking about this person. Uh, and that could be a point of sadness. It could be a point of annoyance. But, yeah, uh, in some ways, you got to be... Uh, got to be sacred with some things, right? Because yeah, you don't, you don't want to have something completely ruined. Um, yeah. I ruined the band U2 for like three women in my life. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I know that they can't fucking listen to a fucking song by them without being like, well, that's fucking Matt. Um, I ruined Nipsey Hustle and Pusha T. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope I ruined Drake though for some bitches. I hope I did. It's hard. Drake's so big. Yeah. Where it's like Drake was probably a big part of their life before me, but yeah, like, what a, no, what a, I'm really Drake. <laughs> yeah, what, what a pull. What a pull. Yeah, this is this is this is the reality of, of the champagne poppy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't listen to Lyle's little okay. cocaine nigga gangster rap. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so when you christened this apartment it was when you felt like, okay, now this is a home. Yeah, it's like I had it's like, man, it's like I had to like mix some some juices in the bed and you know, just like really Matt's yeah. very uncomfortable right now. But I had to... No, sorry, I'm thinking. No, but it's like, okay, I had to like... Because to me, it's like, all right, this is like my full expression of myself. Because it's like the kitchen, that's a version of myself. The ba- Especially, I'm an only child. And you know, I got my issues, yeah, yeah. you know, with, with flatulence and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So I'm like, all right, this... You... you I don't put my bare butt cheeks on any toilet mat. Like I be like when I go to people's houses, I put like toilet paper down. Like and I, mean, I do five layers, even at a hotel. I mean that's just being considerate. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah, considerate to my ass or theirs. I think for all parties. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Church and state, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly, church and state. Um, but um, yeah, having a, you know you, you you felt at home when you had a good reason to use your incense. Yeah. <laughs> See, Matt don't go to a lot of black homes, so before Matt comes over to pod, I always light some incense. Because I know Matt didn't grow up with him. Like, yeah, you needed this little nigga touch in your life, Matt. And I know Matt, like, made me thinking, like, like, dude, Lyle, is this a seance or some shit? Like, this is, this is not a Black Panther 2 scream. Like, no, nigga, you need this. You need to smell these incense when you come in. No, I, I, I do. I, I do enjoy it. I should buy some for myself. Yeah, That's man. My, yeah, my apartment just smells like a fucking. Sometimes it just smells like wood, and it's like. Man, your dog. I do a good job. I, I vacuum a lot. Okay. And I, I keep them bathed because yeah, I can't. I can't stand. There's nothing. I mean, there's nothing less sexually appealing than walking into a bedroom and smelling your animal. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I am like one of those cursed people that will let my dog on the bed, but I vacuum it after, like. If I, I don't have time to like wash my sheets, you guys have thing. been through a lot. I'm not going to judge you. Yeah, yeah, the dog is fucking 15 years old. Had it since it was like six weeks or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's uh, okay. I get that. I get that though. Yeah, because I feel like I mean, because I know it sounds kind of juvenile. Like, yeah, I had my dick out all up in a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> now it's my house, nigga. Ha, 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 ha. Like, but I mean, it's like for all like the animal planet shit, there's something to be said. Like, yeah, this is where I eat. This is where like, yeah, I bathe. This is where I get my mind right. And this is where like I've yeah, this is part of some flowers. There's, there's nothing wrong with sex being part of your routine and you getting back into your routine, making you feel good. 
Yeah. That's what it is at its at its core. Um, that's what's so sad about sex as like a young man is like sex gives you endorphins and energy and confidence mm-hmm. and it's like it shouldn't be your everything but it's like it's a great boost like, yeah. it, it's like kind of the ultimate boost and then if you don't have it you know you get depressed it's a level two game breaker in NBA street it's <laughs> like yeah it's like yeah you feel unstoppable yeah so that that, that was like so, so like the so that was my process for like making it feel like my home did you have like a moment where you like when you're like, all right, I'm removed enough from the relationship, and like, were you like Dr. Drain straight out of Compton? I am home. Yeah, Scott in, in Scumbag Studio. I definitely think there was a moment where like, uh, I love you call it that even. <laughs> that, that's, it will always be Scumbag Studio uh, in my heart. Yeah, probably you know, month, maybe two months into living there, um, I probably hadn't smoked weed in like yeah in like months. And like, I'm not like some stoner or anything like that, but like, I have this really big amplifier that I have from just like running my own comedy shows. I just put the, I remember it was like, it was like 2 PM on like a Wednesday and just like hot as all hell in the apartment. And I was just like, fuck this, put my speaker, put, put the amplifier out, plugged it in, uh, and put on, went to the, around the corner, bought some weed and just put on, um, the Mr. Yellow Man album and just what's that? It's uh I think it's Yellow Man's first album. Who's Yellow Man? The albino Jamaican guy? I don't artist. know who that is. Oh, okay. Oh well, I'm I, I gotta lend you that vinyl then. Um that's a good one. But just like super bass heavy reggae music from the eighties. Okay. Just I fuck with Steel Pulse, yeah. even though they're from like the UK. Sure, sure but... yeah, totally. Um but yeah I just I just let one up and just like melted into my into my uh into my futon uh with uh with just like a giant thing of thai food <laughs> i was like i'm home <laughs> i mean i gave you credit for that because that's some shit i wasn't able to do right i wasn't able to like blast some obnoxious uh old man negro jams and just like openly smoke and stuff like that, you know, you just kind of get to. Do you think that's because like like your ex would have had too big a problem with the Negro jams and the weed? Yeah, yeah. She would have been like, "This is like a yeah, yeah." You're, you're kind of bringing a certain element, Matt. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah, no, totally. So it's like, all right, now this is I'm gonna make it my space by yeah doing something that I want to have wanted to do for years but just really haven't hadn't gotten the chance to yo how much like the fact that like you couldn't just do and obviously you don't want to do something like that every night yeah but the fact that you couldn't do that you had to wait for them to leave or you know it's yeah because that kind of feels like like it's like oh i'm because to me it's not that like like obviously when you have a you living with a significant other that you should consider them you know but there is a certain level where it's like Yo, you're not my fucking roommate, okay? I should be able to clip my toenails right out here if I want to, and I'll fucking clean up the trip. Yes, I know it's gross, but I got to clip my toenails somewhere. I'm tall, and I just got to, and I'm doing it. And you may be grossed out by toenails, but look, it's just go in the other room until I'm done with these toenails. And in that sense, but I mean. If it was, if you're talking about anything other than toenails, that would. Do you have a thing about toenails? The, the point that you're making is absolutely correct. I don't have a thing about toenails per se, but I, I don't know. I just did a lot of memories of my dad just like 
sanding his feet on the couch. And it's just like, <laughs> bro, this is fucking gross. You've got to, you own a 3,000 square foot home. <laughs> Go where there aren't people and do it. I, sure, I cannot, yeah, so. In a smaller, doing <laughs> a smaller living situation, I understand what you're saying. But when up, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That was him just wanting to be a fucking alpha and be Dwayne Space. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you can't help it sometimes. It's like, yeah, this is the place where I'm physically able to do this. I'm sorry, but yeah, I would have loved to be able to be like, yeah, I'm just gonna get stoned and blast some reggae music. Uh, Like, feel free to hang out, but like, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I, yeah, and I feel like that's something because I mean that's something heavy when it's like you gotta suppress something that you really want to do. Yeah, in your own living space. Mm-hmm. For me, is I just want to bring bitches back and fuck them. Like, like, <laughs> so awesome. I'm just like, damn, I wish this girl could just like go for a long bike ride. <laughs> Wait, was this what? This is while you were still together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so, oh, so you're. <laughs> Why would she leave so I could cheat on her? <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, she could know, but just like, hey, look, like, <laughs> she can be aware of the fact, so it's better. I didn't say it's better. I mean, just like what I felt, you know, just the same way you felt like how you wanted to play that music. Yeah, but, but I'm playing Yellow Man at 2 p.m. very loudly. It's not infidelity. I mean, but my infidelity don't bother the neighbors, but that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is. I said she could know. I'm I, I, whatever. I'm, I'm horrible. Um, <laughs> no, but there is something to be said though when, when when you like suppress certain things and then you do have a you, you, your space yeah, yeah. where it's like, like you could just you yeah you could just live. do what you what you want to do and like be yourself and you know there's something to be said about having people like curb curb your behavior and I think we all need a little bit of that but like there's a difference between curbing bad habits and suppressing needs. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, in a bad living situation, you're suppressing each other's needs. So let me ask you, well, Grace, do, do you ever have her come over, smoke weed, and play loud old Negro jams? Oh yeah, when we first uh, we did a lot, we we did a lot of vinyl, uh, like showing each other vinyls that we liked. Uh, that's kind of how we like connected when we first started dating. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, I put on um, "Killer on the Rampage" by Eddie Grant, and we just like got we just got back from the beach, and we just got we just got a little drunk and just listened and just listened to some music uh, uh, that I liked on on my vinyl player uh, at, at a level that would disgruntle some neighbors, um, and it was great. Yo, that's a good screening process for like moving in with somebody, a significant other. Just yeah. like, okay, here's the shit that you may find annoying. So do see if you like this. Yeah, like, see if you can like it or at the very least tolerate it to an extent and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, I can I can deal with this. I can get used to that or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. What I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, uh, about uh, my uh, infidelity fantasies. Mm-hmm. And so when you was doing all that, I was like in the thick of like a relationship. Also, by the I'm, way, I, I condemn. I'm, I'm like condemning wild quote unquote about this when like literally five seconds we were talking about yeah when I wanted to go to New York I just wanted to fuck everything that I saw and break up with the person I was dating. <laughs> I, I'm no better of a human being this is... no you are because you didn't like actually do it <laughs> you're right you're right I, remember I, I cheated on my girlfriend at the time right after a podcast that we did 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was like, hey, here she is. She coming through the hotel. And I'm yeah, like, I'm showing you niggas a picture. Like, I was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, like, executed. Right, right, right. You just, you were just being a man yeah, in your head. Yeah, like, so, yeah, no, you were not as bad okay, as me. I'm just a daydream believer. Yeah, but, I mean, it did put the the battery in your back to be like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we done. I want to listen to Yellow Man. Yeah. Um. No, but I remember, like, one thing I was feeling is, like, and this is before I did all that, is... When you was doing that, right, we were talking. I can't remember if, like, we we definitely potted over over, uh, over Zoom before, but I remember it was, um, you were just telling me about, like, you was having fun, like, out in the streets. I'm like, oh, shit, Matt may not be asexual. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was, like, you was doing your thing, and I just remember being, like, so, like, jealous. I'm just like, man. Right. Well, and, and, then you just, and you were just like, yeah, girls are a lot more direct now. And I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> Ugh. like and, I'm, yeah, yeah. and then I'm just here, like, like. So, what time are we gonna pick up your mom and my mom? Like, oh god, I was like, I would be mad right now. Yeah, no, LA was such a horny place from like April through through June of uh, of 2020. I know. I'm back to being shakes and smoothies now. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's toned down. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the days. Whatever okay. happened to Silver Lake in 2020? <laughs> Those were real Americans walking around trying to fuck everyone that they met on with on Bumble. Silver Lake in 2020, you get a parking <laughs> spot and your dick sucked in the same night. <laughs> <laughs> no traffic. So, so, but for some people, it. Uh, Going back, starting from scratch, going back to square one. Yeah, out of relationship could be a lot more dark. Sure. Um, and like, there's the thing, and this is like like something that's big because like we we live in a Bay Area and we, we grew up in different Bay Areas, but mm-hmm. I don't think either you or me wants to go back to that motherfucker. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's something dark about shit. I gotta go back home. I gotta go back to my hometown. Yeah, yeah. How do, you, how do you deal with that? Because, I mean, I did have that for a minute. I mean, I also had to, like, go back to square and just get my mind right. I'm like, all right, let me just do a bunch of spots in the bay. And yeah, sometimes you got to, you know. There's something to be said about it's a lot easier when you know it's going to be temporary when you go back. Where, like, you have the resources to be like, all right, I just need to do a reset and then go somewhere else. That did help me. And that's what I had. That's what yeah, I had. Thank exactly. God. Yeah. Thank God. So, uh, and, I, you know, um, I've, I never had to... I didn't, never had to move back home. Like, I graduated college, lived with my parents over the summer, then moved to L.A. for law school, dropped out, and found a job pretty quickly to cover my own rent. Yeah. Um, so, I just got fortunate that I that I look white and people will hire me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I never, yeah, I never had to, I never had to go back home and, like, live with my parents for an extended period of time. But, yeah, it's got to be tough because, you, yeah, you're definitely sitting there, like, is this going to be forever? And not just being with your parents or being back in your hometown, but I think there's definitely something healthy about going back to where you grew up or where you came up in like, for us, um, you know, uh, going back to where you came up as an artist and kind of, you know, being able to, the boys are back in town a little bit, you know what I mean? It is fun with like, as a comic, when it's it's like, oh, wow, you back from New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, niggas see you like... I never seen that material before. Oh shit! Yeah. You really been grinding out there. <laughs> that's yeah. what you think, nigga. Yeah, but, yeah. Right. That's that's how I, that's how I would feel whenever I went back up to Santa Barbara. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. drive up and be like, yeah. It's like, you don't know that LA is fucking horrible. <laughs> but I can just be like, man, Uncle Matt's back and I got all the jokes for you. Um, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Those were, those were some fun sets. Um, so, yeah, it, it, having. What would, you be, what would your advice be, though? Yeah, is, for somebody. For somebody. Who's yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll start with mine. Like, let's say, yeah, like, you bust your ass, and and, and it, it look. If you are artist, this just hits differently. Especially if you do move to a different place, so you could do something that you can't do in your own town. Yeah. And work with these people, and then especially it's even hits harder if you build a community in a certain place. And you're like, fucking, I'm I'm losing my community and all that. Um. My my advice is if you unfortunately do because if you're in the same city and got moved back that's nothing but you know we're obviously talking about moving state state lines or significant portions of yeah my mileage um I would say the way to get through that would be you just gotta embrace the moment so whether it's financial whether it's a mental health thing or or you know God forbid a relative gets sick and you gotta be there I would say you take advantage of whatever's there. Yep. Whatever you can, and that's what you focus on. All the bad shit, you can't change it. You, you're there, but you gotta, you gotta be like. I, I was like, all right, well, I can get good tacos now that I'm not yep. in New York. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I, and I thought, oh, I can get more California wines. I can get more Napa Valley, Sonoma, Dry Creek. Okay, I'm yep. gonna focus on it. And I just decided to focus on like, all right, the culinary shit. All right, the stage shit. Mm-hmm. And then, and I had this moment that really, I ain't gonna lie, I'm a real nigga. I almost. I low. I had to step to the side because I kind of shed a tear. It's like I told all the comics, I'm like, man, this bullshit happened. This will happen. And it's like, hey, man, you gonna be all right, man. I'm like, fuck, because I, I was like, I had this huge insecurity that they was just gonna look at me like a failure. Like, yeah, now you back here, or whatever. Or, yeah. Or it, or they clown me, but they were just like, hey, man, you got this. And I was fucking touched. Yeah. People don't realize that most people are, you know, most people are rooting for you. Most yeah, people don't like to. People really don't. People don't like to see people that they know fail. We like to laugh at like strangers who fall from grace, celebrities, celebrities yeah. and that sort of thing. But when it comes down to people that we've like interacted with for a prolonged period of time, like you would do with people that are like from your hometown, people want to see people want to see you do good for yourself. Um, my my advice wouldn't really be any different than yours. We'd say, yeah, embrace what's there, embrace the good about what's there. Um, the reason you're back is because where you were wasn't a place that you needed to be. Uh, you know, everything happens for a reason is cliche, but that is just what it is. Um, yeah, you 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 get you, you end up back where you are. Embrace it and know that uh, you know. Try to you know convince yourself that it's not permanent, and you know if it is, like, all right, you're just like a. San Diego person for the rest of your life or something like that. It's like, hey, fucking La Jolla is beautiful. You know, there's something to be extrapolated from any situation, no matter how negative. Uh, being somewhere is better than being fucking nowhere. That's what I would say. So, embrace it. Embrace the suck. Embrace the good. Embrace the suck. And um, I mean, I told you the thing that you it. told me that that uh, kept me going, and I probably like do it now more than I should. Uh huh. Well, it was like, I was all, it was one of, one of my nigga, I'm depressed days. Mm-hmm. And this is like when I was, I had, this was one of the many times I moved back to Oakland from LA. Uh-huh. And I call up Matt and I'm all like, these motherfuckers here. And, I, I, and you know what it was? I just did a, a show the night before 
and there was just some like just real bitchy and not like in a normal way of like like oh I had a bad set out a good set but they were just bitching and like why would you say that like and then like, I remember like the bartender at the show was just being like real uh and they were nice to all the people that look like them and not nice to none of the niggas in there mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking like this place sucks like Oakland is yeah. so full of shit because it's like it's fake liberal and blah blah mm-hmm. and and I, I was like, man, this place is killing me. And I, I call up Matt, and Matt's like, look, man, yeah, you just got to, you know, do what you got to do. Stack your money, wooty woo. And, you know, if you got to, like, isn't that wrong with having a piece of shit Sunday where you get Panda Express and play video games for eight hours? And I'm like. Yeah. Sometimes you need that. You need to just fucking stew in your juices. And, uh, you know, we, as a society, really love the... You fall down, you get right back up, and you keep going at it. It's like, nah, if you broke your leg, let your fucking leg heal before you try to stand. Is is that is that some like? Let me ask you, is that some like uh like boomer shit? Yeah. Is that like? Because yeah. I feel like millennials like we're more with the self care, and Gen Gen X feels like they're kind of in between, but they still kind of lean more towards them. If you don't hustle, and you don't, mm-hmm. and that's why you niggas can't yeah. buy houses. Mindset mindset is bullshit. If you're fucked up, if you're not feeling good, take the time you need. No, but here's where the discipline comes in. Okay, yeah, yeah, talk to me. You need to know when, you need to be able to recognize when you've recovered and when it's time to get back going. And I think that some people have that fear of like, oh, well, if I let myself stay in this space, for, I'm going to want to keep being in it for too long. Um but I feel like I feel like if you if you are able to recognize where you're at emotionally and mentally, it's you you can find the motivation to get out of it uh, when it's time to. So there's yeah, there's nothing wrong with letting yourself. You when people experience a bad situation or they experience trauma, there's an initial emotional reaction, right? And that, but that initial reaction isn't the full emotion. It's not just in that moment. It's you know, it's, it's, it's drawn out. It lives. Yeah, through. you get it's like emotion. generational trauma. How like shit that our ancestors went through, and that's why we got high blood pressure yeah. and hypertension. Absolutely, absolutely that. But also just like let's say you got let's let's say a guy like cut you off uh, when you're driving and like you honked your horn at him and he like got out of his car and yelled at you and like there's an initial emotional thing about that, oh shit right? does he have a gun am i yeah, gonna have to yeah right? and then nothing happens and you drive off right and people want to people too often want to be like all right they try to force themselves to be like everything's fine nothing because nothing happened but you need to let yourself go through the wave of that emotion of like fuck that was really scary and i still feel rattled about that and i'm just happy that i'm alive and boy, that was just a really wild situation. And I guess I'm just going to go home and get okay. And then you get home and then think like, man, I wish I fucking said, told him that he looked like Mr. T or something like that. You know, all that is healthy and it's part of the emotional recovery process. So when you get knocked down, you got to move back home. That's just, it's just an upscale version of that emotional wave that you, you and your body have to go through in order to move on with your fucking life. And if you don't let yourself go through that wave, it's going to keep affecting you. And it's going to it's going to have negative effects because you weren't able to actually move on from it because you tried to move on from it too soon. So, you need to let yourself go through the wave and then you need to recognize when the wave is done and 
you know, just you push forward from there and whatever lessons you learn. Okay, because that's why I think comics be, be so fucked up is they don't, we don't, like, really process shit. Like, okay, I was doing a show, like, uh, a few weeks ago, downtown LA. You know Saul Trulio? Yeah, yeah. Super, oh, man, that fucking guy is funny. Holy shit. Definitely. Shout out, shout out Saul. So, I'm doing a show and Saul's like, what's going on, Lyle? I haven't really seen you around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, nigga, you know, I'm, I mean, he's like, so you living out here? I'm like, yeah, nigga. And he's like, he's like, man, you don't be at the store? Like, like what? And then I'm like, look, nigga, I'm going through some shit right now. And I just ain't really trying to be, I'm just gonna, like, if I'm not on, I ain't trying to be just showing face all the time or doing things that just aren't good for me. Like, Matt's told me a bunch of times, yeah, I got the show tonight and I told him I'll be there. And I fucking never am. You know, this. Foul. Yeah, yeah, he don't hang out with me, so fuck him. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, right, is it's like I had to get to, and, and in all fairness, every time it's really like I get busy, I get caught up with some pussy. But is I'm like the problem I made with New York is I tried to hit the ground running, mm-hmm. and I didn't embrace nothing that was around me. So like I didn't. And I was like a little complaining motherfucker. I'm like, it's all this natural wine, all this French wine. I want some California Zinfandel. Some, but it's all this orange, this bullshit. And I would bitch about, you know, the food or like how how late things or how late the the night shit stayed mm-hmm. over. I thought this motherfucker never closed. And I didn't like just really love as soon as I should have. I eventually got there, but I didn't like just love my bodega. I didn't just go to Prospect Park, take an edible. And like, right, like there was so yep. many things that I just didn't embrace. It had nothing to do with the grind or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now, like this whole month, like this whole month, I've just been, I mean, I've been doing shows. And I'm like, finally sitting up. We got Laugh City coming up, you bitch ass niggas. That's right. We back this week. Anyways, but. Atwater Village, bitch. <laughs> fucking 9 p.m. on Friday. Prime fucking time. Got a fucking <laughs> piece of steak off your fucking ass if you're not there. No, but they, you know, like you gotta absorb it all. You gotta absorb it and process it uh, as long as your brain and your body need to. Uh, whatever, whatever that move back, that move to somewhere, that emotion, that breakup, you gotta experience it. You gotta experience it at its full level if you want to actually move on from it and have learned something and be a better person for it. Otherwise, it's just gonna keep fucking with you, and nobody wants that. Okay, so now after all that heavy talk, we, mm-hmm. we, we got we gotta have something fun and something light. Yeah, we gotta keep it light. Yeah, it's not it's not all life advice and stewing in your juices. Sometimes you just, <laughs> just, just want to bullshit, you know. We we do that's why that's why people come here because we do both. Yeah, yeah, we we, we want to keep a balance because I don't just want it to be pop culture and basketball yeah. and then like so when a girl does this, Matthew. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We we have a healthy Basketball and pussy pod balance <laughs> that we're trying to maintain here. The basketball and pussy pod. I fucking love it. All right. So with that said, start from scratch. If we could just like things and people that we love within the culture, basketball players, basketball franchises, rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be album, a movie, actor's career, director's career. Where you're just like, you know, I wish we could just do that over. Hit the reset button. Start from scratch. Yeah. 
let's go there. So NBA player, there's an NBA player where you're like, you know what? I wish I could just do their career over again, have them not get drafted by here. Like, who, who, who would you go with? Or some of your guys where you're like, man, they never got a real shot. Honestly, I don't think Darko Milicek ever got a real shot on the Pistons. Just going to a team that was already um, that was already on the way up. They won the title that year. He doesn't get any playing time. So he's like, any, fuck it, I'm going to drink. Yeah, doesn't get any playing time. Larry Brown is notorious for never playing rookies. Jalen Rose, he didn't fuck with Jalen. And yeah. Jalen wasn't even a rookie. And he yeah, was like, exactly. He, he, he like hates young guys. He basically was like strong-armed into having to play Tayshaun Prince. And we all, we know how he got along with AI. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like bad coaching situation, language barrier, and all this stuff. You gotta if Dirk, uh, not sorry, not Dirk. If um, if Milicek ended up somewhere like Dallas, where it's like there's like a European presence, I think that he would have been. And Cuban loves his foreigners. Yeah, yeah, he would have had a or like the Kings at that time was a very international team. Uh, I feel like if Darko ended up somewhere that wasn't like. You know, a bunch of really tough dudes are like, yeah, motherfucker, we're about to win this shit. Uh, <laughs> we're like Rashid Wallace. He showed up and it's like, we don't need your ass. Yeah. We don't fucking need you, dude. Um, so, yeah, I think that I think that's a guy where I'm like, he didn't really get a fair shake with where he ended up. And he's the last NBA player I recall with like a drinking problem that like yeah. we knew about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was he was pounding the brewskis for sure. Who's, who's one of yours? <laughs> Vince Carter, honestly. Really? Because I feel that Vince was as talented as Kobe and Tracy McGrady. Mm -hmm. Um, I love what he did for Canada. He made Canada relevant. We saw that little Netflix uh, project that Drake put out. Uh Uh-huh. Which kind of did look weird because, like, Vince was doing, like, interviews and, like, uh, Memphis Grizzlies warm-up. <laughs> like, it just yeah. feels like you just got Vince for 15 minutes and right. you're just reminiscing. But Drake was like, no, this is a passion project for the city. And yeah. Vince is like, I'm in the middle of the season, little nigga. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but Vince is because, like, of, of how dynamic he was. And I just feel like him – I feel like we got a better individual career from Tracy McGrady, the highs, even though Vince's career was way longer. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like Vince is a guy, like, I wish we could have just put him, shit, in a Dallas situation. I wish we could have put him in a situation where he could have even been, like, a number two option. But okay. something where he... Interesting. Because right. he was just so fun to watch, and he was like, like, if... But, so, yeah, here's, you know, uh, really having fun hypotheticals. If you put Vince Carter on the Lakers... Uh, in a world where Kobe Bryant like stays in Charlotte, let's say that would have been really fun to watch. Oh man, that's too far though. Like, see, I want to, I want to do it after Vince's yeah, like that, Toronto and mm-hmm. the battle with AI and the Game Seven they had. Right. Like, I want to, I want to do that. Like, but I just don't want him to go to New Jersey. And okay, so you don't. Okay, so that's the point that we're talking. Yeah, because right. I felt like he would have been better longer. He would have stayed into it had he been like. Yeah, I mean, playing for a, a real, real contender. Tracy McGrady, right? If he had ended up on the Rockets, if he had ended up, um, yeah, there was a place where he really had like a true one-two dynamic because him and Jason Kidd, it, it never really felt like a one-two punch. It felt like a bunch of guys playing on the court together. Yeah, so I, I see what you mean by that for sure. If he went to like the Pacers and it was like him and Jermaine O'Neal as like kind of like the driving force, that could have been team. something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see. He don't run a test crazy ass. They yeah, actually yeah. could have went for it. Yeah. The Malice of the Palace maybe would have been more interesting, too. <laughs> Vince Carter would have. I think he. I think he's one of those more heady guys that would have been like, I'm not delving into this. 
Yeah, he seems like he cares about his game checks. Yeah, yeah, totally. He lives in Florida. Like, he, right, he, he right. cares about that shit. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, those taxes, man. I'm going to also say, with, with do over, like, one last NBA thing. Like, I'm going to pick a franchise. Uh-huh. I wish I could do over the Grizzlies. Okay. Yeah. Memphis? I understand why Vancouver didn't work, but I'm just yeah. like, because of all the places that people want like teams to be. Yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody just wants it. People just miss Seattle because Oklahoma is yeah, so but sexy. But at that time, I mean, you know, the, the infrastructure wasn't necessarily there. But it's like, all right, you got Las Vegas. Even in Tennessee, you have Nashville, which already has yeah. infrastructure for sports franchises. Um, you had New Orleans as a location at that point. Because I don't think the Hornets had gone from Charlotte down yet. I think that might have been like right around the same time. Um, no, there's definitely options. Fuck it. Put a team in. I would have put a team in Pittsburgh before I put a team in Memphis. Yeah. I'd, Pittsburgh, Montreal. Those are the two ones I would have been like. Okay. Like, I have two Canadian teams. Yeah, the French love basketball. Yeah. I mean, we saw that when we did when we did our family draft, the Montreal Coons against the yeah, Seattle. Yeah, yeah, Yankees. exactly. Yeah, yeah, people love. Yeah, yeah, basketball. But I'm sure I, I can't speak for Montreal because I, I don't know anybody there. But I would assume the French Canadian. And he, you can't speak the language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be, I think they'd be down there. Down there. Rapper's career, you wish you could start over. Gosh, um, I know I know you're not as much of a hip hop head as me. Yeah, you go, you go first. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. All right, this is very inside. Murphy Lee from the St. Lunatics. I felt his first album was amazing. That's interesting. I thought his guest verse on um, Welcome to Atlanta was... You know, I had like... When I was a kid, I had like three predictions, and I was two for three. And it was... I see Kevin Hart and Jonah Hill and 40 Old mm-hmm. Virgin. I'm like, they're going to be fucking stars. Uh-huh. And I see... I heard Murphy Lee's verses on... Welcome to Atlanta remix and Shake Your sure. Tail Feather. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that boy going places. Right, right. And I'm like, all right, two for three. But mm-hmm. that's, I just feel like Murphy Lee should have just been a way bigger star than he was. I feel that way about like Lloyd Banks. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Lloyd, like, do you want to do his career over again? Or do you just feel like it was also like he was just under a very uh, polarizing figure in 50 Cent and all that they had going on? Yeah, I guess I would do it over and just kind of, yeah. Like, we just put him on Def Jam, and, like, he's yeah. not really under anybody. He's just his own. He would kind yeah. of be, like, a fabulous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His own entity. And like, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying the guy would have reached these absurd heights. But, like, you know, what? A, we, we look back and we would go, like, all right, On Fire. It's a great song. Yeah. But, like, we don't. We don't like keep him in our in our hearts and our minds in the way that maybe he deserved based on his skill level. Um, I don't even remember the thing. Somebody was like, somebody uh, tweeted him like, "We got some new music," and he tweeted back, "Ain't nobody checking for me." Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate the self awareness. Yeah, but it's like he he deserved better. And uh, yeah, I think if you restart him more independent, then that might not be the case. Yeah, if you have him away from fifty, because he he yeah. rap better than fifty. Yeah, this is great. This is phenomenal. What the fuck happened to Papoose? <laughs> Just in a realm of like early two thousands rappers. I mean, now he's uh well because he's married to Remy Ma, so he's kind of. Like, oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Was it? Oh, Papoose went to jail, didn't he? He did. He did. So, yeah. So did Remy. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what happened. Okay, yeah. we're there. All right, we're caught up. I mean, you know them gunshot like you, yeah, you yeah. get caught with a gun in New York. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a. 
They're like, we don't care if you're a millionaire. Yeah, unless you're plastic Alberas and you have shot yourself. <laughs> didn't didn't he do time? Shit, you're right. He did do time. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking. And I felt bad. I'm like, he shot himself. Yeah, poor fucker. How, how about a career restart? That guy. He was fucking great. I was disgusting on the Steelers and the Giants before he shot himself. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I really am impressed by him and Paul Pierce. The fact that they did take like serious wounds, yeah, and came and, back and produced and can actually play in a, a professional. Like that, yeah. that goes to show you the superhuman strength. Absolutely. And I, do you have an uh, an actor or filmmaker's career you wish you could start? An with? actor or filmmaker's? Career. I got I got one off rip. You go, you go. Rob Brown from Finding Forrester. They're just something, you know. What? I'm gonna go with two black dudes. I'm gonna go Rob Brown, okay. Finding Forrester, because I really liked him. And did you see? Oh, Rob Brown, City? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he he was good in We yeah. Own the City, and he's yeah, like absolutely. He's got like a nice leading man natural quality to him, mm-hmm. and I just feel like man, there's just like a few more opportunities. And the other one is Derek Luke because we saw what he did in Antoine Fisher, and I just feel like Derek Luke never really got like the real. Sort of shot that he could because we saw like oh yeah. Antoine Fisher can carry a movie, he can. You're absolutely right. Same thing with Rob Brown. It's like they, yeah. I mean like and you can be like yeah, but there are these kind of like coming of age young black dude movies. Then they weren't exactly hood movies, but they were like you know so it, like you can maybe like one if you just want to be a, a cynic, you can maybe make excuses for that. But I'm just like no fuck that. Like they all the white boys we see in coming of age movies to get like right, right, opportunities. Right. I'm like yeah. Then, yeah, I mean, I would love to do. A, I'd love to do a reset on Brendan Fraser and have him get out of the Mummy after the after the second one. What what does his career look like to you? Then? More more serious roles sooner. Okay, because he's really shown chops in like the stuff that he's been in recently. That it's like the guy's a, li- a little like. A legitimately good actor, and you know, like he was like pretty white boy of, of, of the of the late nineties or whatever. He was like a he kind of got perceived as this flavor of the month thing, and then once he got not hot, he had to like disappear for a long time. And he also got he also got like sexually harassed by like producers and stuff. His whole back his whole career trajectory is actually pretty tragic when you look at it, um, just because of all the shit that happened to him. But it's like. Yeah, I would get him out of the mummy so he doesn't break his back, and then I would just get him in more serious stuff so that when he gets fat, that it doesn't ruin him for a decade. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's so many dudes that it's like you're like, what happened? To him? Well, he got overweight because he turned 35. You know, I kind of want to change my answer to Lyle Barron's now. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I would I would reset my whole I would reset it all in a, in a fucking heartbeat. Oh, nigga, you're 27. Shut the fuck up. You're 28. 27 is your industry age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. What, what, do you have an industry age? Or, like, will you? Like, when you turn 30, are you going to give yourself No, I'll say I'm 30. I mean, right now, like, on my, like, things, like, it's, like, he, for, like, auditions and stuff, it's, like, oh, he plays 22 to 28. Okay. You know what I mean? You have to give him, like, a six-year range or a five-year range. And I, you're never supposed to go over your actual age. I don't feel like I have that, I have that type of, like, black gene in me where I can do that. I feel like I've, um... I've embraced the comedian lifestyle a little too much. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I, yeah, I still, I still have the innocent face of a young man. That 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 benefits me. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Brendan Fraser would be my actor. I can't think of like a filmmaker. Um, I'm actually going to jump into. Um, 
I want to I want to jump into baseball. Uh, Go ahead. I got nothing but just get it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got no. baseball fans. Listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I would love to. Um, oh God, there's so many guys whose whose careers I'd want to reset. Um, I, I I really want to reset like guys who were like really good on teams that just nobody fucking watched. Um, oh, I had it, and then I uh, and then I fucking lost his name. Uh, um. Kenny Lofton. I would reset Kenny, Kenny Lofton. Okay. I put I put fucking Kenny Lofton in Boston or New York or LA, and he would have been in the Hall of Fame. Just because it's like no one gives shit. The, those Cleveland teams were amazing in the nineties. They made they made a World Series. Were constantly in like the the championship series, and he was always the best guy in that team because he was fast as shit, great contact hitter, and a great defender. But nobody cared because you know we're in the middle of the steroid era and people hitting home runs. So if you put him on a if you put him on a more recognizable brand and he gets to be like the face of a brand, it's you know like Derek Jeter's my favorite baseball player ever. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy. You're, you're born he's in a New York, and he's absolutely a Hall of Fame player. But yeah. the legacy of Derek Jeter is the fact that he was a Hall of Fame player as the captain of the New York Yankees. If you put Derek Jeter in Cincinnati, if you put him in Detroit. If you put him uh, in Arizona, you have a guy who probably still gets in in the first ballot, maybe the second ballot, but isn't the second highest grossing Jordan brand athlete of all time behind Michael Jordan himself. Is there this thing, tell me, with, uh, with sport? Because I I'm, I really just know basketball and really NBA. I don't even really mm-hmm. know college hoops. Mm-hmm. But is there this thing with – because I hear people talk about, like, football players of, like, one – multiple Super Bowl winners and like, yeah, but he's not Hall of Fame. But it was like, man, basketball? Like, Andre is going to the Hall of Fame. You know? Well, like, there's two things working working with basketball, right? Three things. It's the pro basketball. It's not even the pro basketball Hall of Fame. It's the basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, that's true. So, so college career also. Yeah. People consider your college career. People consider your coaching career. It's like a lot of whole... That's why Chris Webber's in. Yeah, it's a whole conglomeration of things, right? It's that... It's that basketball is an individual team sport more so. It's the most individual team sport of the team sports. Right. Uh, you have the most direct impact as one player. So when you win on a team and you or you win on a lot of teams, they go, that guy um, was one of the people that did it. You know what I mean? It's like it's almost – it's a fucking miracle that Robert Horry is in the Hall of Fame, to be honest, with how many titles he's won. Steve, I mean Steve Kerr will as a coach. Yeah, yeah, Steve Kerr will as a coach for sure, Um, and deservedly so. Um, But like Mitch Richmond is in the Hall of Fame. You're like, really, Mitch Richmond? Yeah, but and then because it's the Basketball Hall of Fame, the standards are just lower. Yeah, the the standards are lower to the other leagues because you do have to consider so much stuff. You have to consider college. You have to consider Euro ball. There's always a couple European guys that get in that you've never fucking heard of. You know. I'm pretty sure Vlade Divac is in there. And it's like, yeah, Vlade Divac was like a pretty good NBA player. For, cool. For, yeah, like a halfway decent starter for a yeah, year, you know. Yeah. Uh, nowhere near oh, what we would say is a Hall of Famer, but the guy was, you know, one of the greatest Serbian players of all time, so he gets to be in. So, yeah, it's just a lower stand. The Hall of Fame doesn't – honestly, in, in the football Hall of Fame, like, means a lot too because, like, it is pretty strict. But, like, when people say Hall of Fame to me – if you just say, oh, that the Hall of Fame, I think baseball. Okay. Because I think baseball is the most historical of all the sports. I think that it's like the most like reflect back upon 
the days of old, <laughs> the know, days of old angels in the outfield. You know what I mean? That type of that type of stuff. Um, yeah, there's a certain grandiose about the baseball hall that doesn't exist for the NBA. The NBA, the M, do you know what it is? What? The the, uh, the baseball hall of fame feels like when you win best actor in a film. <laughs> the basketball hall of fame feels like the lifetime achievement award. Understood. Okay, cool. Oh God, that's great analogy. Great analogy. Right. That's that's how that's how it feels to me. All right, we're gonna wrap up soon. Last yeah. thing I'm gonna say is, uh, last thing I, I would uh, restart. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire. I would have just not have have as many storylines because I feel more people yeah. watched it. It's hard to get into. Yeah, and it's like so my third going, favorite show of all there's time. So much going on, but yeah, it's because it's like it's trying to do it's trying to do the thing that The Wire did, where it's like you're watching a novel. Yeah, and it's like. I also think like not enough interesting shit happens in Atlantic City for yes. around bootlegging. It's like yeah. you should have just made it New York. Just made it like lucky. Like I realize Steve Buscemi's like he could ca- obviously carry a show because yeah. he did fucking carry that show, especially with all the 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 problems that it had uh, mm-hmm. with, with with the story. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, w- I I just w- I would redo that show, and it's like I would just make it like I would Even I would do more Chalky, more Michael K, yeah. and more New York. Yeah, even if you even if you keep it in Atlantic City primarily, it's like yeah, at some point you just gotta migrate over a little bit. I'm with that yeah. completely. Yeah, totally agree. I think that'd be I think that'd be a great reset because that really because it's like one of the it's like right below the tier of like The Sopranos and uh, The Wire. Yeah, it's like A minus tier TV. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it really could have been it really could have been some it could have it could have been as big it could have been as great. Yeah, it's not like because I mean, like a show that's on that I really like to in that genre is uh, Snowfall. Sure, yeah. Like you've seen Snowfall, right? Uh huh. Yeah. I love Snowfall, but at the same time, so it's like I- even if you take Snowfall off XX, FX and you bring it to HBO, where you can do more and say more, I'm still like, and I do think like they like they did too many storylines and that they tried to do the crash thing. Like we'll have the stuff for the white people and the Mexicans and the black people, and it's like just just make it to niggas, bro. Yeah, like. Right. It's like we selling dope out here. Like you can't give us dope and then be like, no, but it can't just be you yeah, watching doing it. Like totally. fuck that. Yeah. But a show like that, I feel like it's always gonna be like B plus tier TV. Whereas like Boardwalk just yeah, just gonna yeah, be it was right I love Terrence Winter. It was right there. Yeah. This has been the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I've been your host, Lyle Barons. I've been Matt Duckett. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you hope you guys, guys take something from it. Hope hope it's uh hope, hope we hope we met that balance that you guys uh, come to us for. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of a, of a path going forward if you're going through a tough time, you know, and uh, a little bit of fun stuff at the end to keep you in a good mood while you're moving forward. Which is what the fuck you should do with your life, nigga. Exactly. <laughs>